Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets pulling storm switcheroos. Thank you all for joining me as I cover the storm series. This series is a 50-part series, and we are over halfway in hitting the target of completion. For those who are first-time listeners, feel free to listen to parts 1 through 38, where I've had the opportunity to share some revelatory insights on the different aspects I've gone through in the storm and what God is teaching. Because there is always something beneficial with anything God is guiding us through. This is part 42 of the series, and we are approaching the end of this 50-part series. And I encourage you to review, listen, and share parts 1 through 41. Today's motivational aim targets storms uncover what's covered. This is a topic that might hit home with a lot of people, but before I break down the motivational aim, I first want to visit the passage of scripture that I will reference and then go from there. In 1 Samuel, the 28th chapter, and yes, I encourage you to read the entire passage of scripture in its entirety so you can know what's going on for yourself, but a snapshot of what took place is King Saul, who you've heard about a few times during this storm series, okay? King Saul rejected God's directions. God gave him clear directions to follow. Saul did his own thing. And the consequence Saul had to live out was following his decision to do what he did and live with that decision he produced. Now, that's a hard thing to go through in life. Living with decisions we had no idea would turn out the way that they did. In King Saul's case, his heart was not receptive to God as it once was. So he went through several mental storms, identity storms, psychological storms, jealousy storms, primarily because he turned his heart away from God and focused on self and the motives of self. King Saul went through a lot, and one consequence that he went through was turning away from God and ultimately enduring what God did do for him and what God did not do for him. God no longer communicated with Saul. When someone doesn't communicate with another person, what do you hear? Exactly. Silence. When you don't hear something from someone, silence has a way of becoming sound. You don't hear anything, but you hear everything. And if you're honest with yourself or you're just honest about the situation, what is going through your mind when you've conversed with someone on a consistent basis? Something happens, whether it was something you did, they did, somebody else did, And you don't hear from them. I mean, you want to know what's going on. Especially when you thought everything was okay. And all of a sudden, the communication comes to a screeching halt. You could be thinking, okay, um, what's going on? And some people, they exhaust all of their resources before they give up. They call, they text, they do sneak attacks, they use somebody else's phone... They deliver messages through other people. They email. So 
based off of our experience in dealing with silence from someone you talk to all of the time and this person talk to you and then it stops, it's alarming. Especially when they are an asset to you and for you. As I stated earlier, when you don't hear anything in your time of need, silence is so loud and depending on the intensity of the silence, that can make somebody lose it. A person can break down or become a recluse. And I believe several people can identify with this to a certain degree. Have you ever been following God's instructions, doing what he called you to do, and you don't hear anything? I mean, you're looking at your life and you're saying, Lord, my child is going through these challenges and I don't hear you, God. I'm over here praying and I don't hear you. My child is suffering right now, God. Where are you? My marriage is under attack. God, what's going on? I'm praying and I don't hear you. Lord, I'm in this marriage and I had no idea that I'd have to deal with these types of problems. I can't or it seems like I can't talk to anyone about what I'm going through. I'm trying to talk to you, God, but where are you? I don't hear you. I mean, Lord, I'm going through a storm, and I think that the storm is going to take me out. I'm over here screaming and crying at the top of my lungs. I'm out of breath. Lord, where are you? I don't hear you. I'm praying, God, where are you? Now, what do you do when you're in a storm, no matter what your storm is? Where do you turn when you don't hear God? What do you do? When you don't hear God, when you're in a storm, do you blame yourself? Do you start thinking about the things you've done wrong in your life and try to piece the puzzles together to see if you need to repent of something? Do you think God is punishing you when you're going through a storm? Do you get angry when you're going through a storm? Do you think God set it up for you to holler, yell, scream, cry, cuss, and become exhausted in anxiety? Do you cry all night saying that you are not a bad person? Lord, why did this happen to me? Why did you do this to me? What do you do when you're going through a storm and you don't hear God? What do you do? Just think about it. What do you do? Do you continuously pray to him and trust him even though you don't hear him? Do you praise his name and Sing praise and worship music even though you don't hear them? Do you still read your Bible? Do you still try to do what God commanded you to do? Do you still try to live a God-honoring lifestyle? Who do you turn to when you don't hear God? You've been praying, so you need some responses and some answers. Who do you go seek your answers out from? Where do you go? Do you go to another God-honoring person who is in tune or who is a spiritual accountability partner? Somebody who's going to pray to God, going to talk to Jesus on your behalf? Somebody encouraging you to keep God first? What are you doing when you haven't heard from God? And it's been a full minute. It's been a long time. You feel like you're at a standstill. What do you do and where do you go?
And I believe it's okay to express yourself to God. He already knows how you feel. So if you find yourself screaming, hollering, crying, just make sure you go to him in a respectful way. I mean, Job was in a storm and he didn't hear anything from God for a very long time. He was going through storms relating to his marriage. His marriage was dysfunctional at one point. He went through unexpected health battles, unexpected loss, financial loss. He went through the storm of relational revelation of who was for him and who was against him. He went through the storm of rejection. He went through desire storms, dream storms, hopelessness storms, silent storms, waiting storms. Job sat in a storm with nowhere to go. He was in a storm where he was an anomaly. He was in storms within storms, storms on top of storms. God was teaching him some things in the storm, so he was learning in the storm. And then that storm that he went through served as a mirror in his life of what he was reflecting. But what happened with Job? He was crying. He was talking to God about his situation. And he was living a God-honoring life, too. Storm still showed up. He cried out to God, and he didn't hear anything for a very long time. And then by keeping God first in the middle of the storm, God did come through for him. And God interrupted the silence that he went through. God even interrupted the chatter from his so-called friends who had all of this so-called experience that didn't apply to his situation. And God spoke to Job, providing him reassurance and guidance as he sailed through the storms with God the Father. Another person who went through a storm of silence was Noah. He was sitting in a storm, a literal storm and a spiritual storm, all at the same time. He was going through storms where he could actually see them and feel them on the inside and on the outside, intrinsically and extrinsically. And as he waited in silence, at the right time, God came through for him. Why? Because he was living and leading a God-honoring life. Jacob went through a storm of silence. The silence was so strong in his life, he got to the point where he was wrestling with God. Joseph went through a silent storm. If you read the people listed and mentioned in God's word, they went through some seasons and they went through some storms where they didn't hear anything and they were doing what God commanded them to do. So as you sail through and go through these storms, don't be discouraged thinking, oh my goodness, I don't hear from God, so that must mean that I'm horrible or I'm doing things wrong. No, it might mean that God is listening to everything you're saying in the storm. It might mean that God is watching everything you're doing. It might mean that God is using this storm of silence as a training ground for your development. Or this silence could be a way to show you some things that you need to repent from. Some areas in your life that you need to forgive. Forgive people, forgive yourself. Or God could be showing you that he needs to work through you regarding some 
issues that you have going on. Now, just because you're going through a silent period or a silent storm doesn't mean it's final. And praise God it's not final because it's a blessing to be able to be obedient to God and want to do what he's commanded you to do. And I don't believe anybody who really wants to be a determined follower of Jesus Christ, I don't think anybody like that wants to get to a place where they are purposefully rejecting God and they start rejecting people of God. And then when they start rejecting people of God, they start rejecting their family members who aim to live a God-honoring life. And then it just spirals out of control where they start rejecting their friends who love God. They start rejecting their loved ones. Anybody who aims to live a God-honoring life and they're aiming towards the target of righteous living, a person is just rejecting anything that's right. When a person gets to the point where they are on purpose rejecting the right thing, that's because they want to do what is wrong. And they don't even want to hear and listen to the right things. But as soon as they go through something and they find out that they can't make it without Jesus, then they want to go run and holler and seek out people who have a relationship with God so they can get what they want. People like that, they run after the very people that they rejected and threw away. And I believe some of y'all already know that happens. See, a person can be going through a storm, living life the way God commanded them to live and experience silence. And then somebody could be doing everything wrong on purpose, rejecting God. And then they're going through a storm of silence. The difference is the person who's aiming to live a God-honoring life, their season or their storm of silence has an expiration date. Or a time frame when it's over. The person who's rejecting God. I don't know about them having an expiration date. They just might have to go through life. Or they just might go through life not hearing from God at all. Because they just keep rejecting wisdom. That kind of thing happens. And the question is. What side of the storm do you want to be on? And I think I know the answer for some. They want to be on the side of the storm where, okay, I don't hear anything right now, but uh, I'm going to keep doing what God told me to do so he can come in and tell me what's up. I don't want him to not ever talk to me again. I can't live like that. That's a forever storm that you'll never get out of. We don't ever want to reject God. And we most definitely don't want to disrespect God either. There are times in life a person doesn't think they are disrespecting God, but their actions indicate and clearly show that they are. Their actions show that what they thought they let go, they really didn't let go at all. When the storm shows up in their life, they reject God and accept some things that have no power or authority to navigate them through the storms of life. And storms do have a way, as I stated in the motivational aim, storms can uncover what's covered. And what I mean by that is a person can think that they are over something. They think they've covered their bases with forgiveness. They think they've covered their anger issues and outbursts. A person might think that they've covered their relational obstacles. 
Someone might think they've covered their insecurities, covered their loneliness, covered their abuse, covered their pain, covered their old ways, covered their addictions, covered their obsessions, covered their regrets, covered their dependencies on things or people, covered their unproductive habits, covered their attitude, covered their family secrets, covered their selfishness, covered their pride, covered their need to please. They think that they've covered going along to get along. They think that they covered who they worship, for real. They think that they covered what they practice and what they do to get fulfillment in their day. They think that they've covered their unfulfilled desires, their goals and dreams. They think they've covered their gossiping, their trust or lack of trust and confidence in God. But when the storms of life hit them, and when the storms of life shake their very foundation, tossing their minds every which away, the storm is tossing their finances, the storm is exposing their lack of trust in God, and the storm is disrupting everything within them, and then some storms start developing within that storm, and it's just so much. What can happen, and what happens to a lot of people, is what they thought they covered. So all this is going on in the storm. They going every which way. They slipping. They sliding. They feel like they're about to drown. They gasping for air. They swallowing water. They are trying to hold on for dear life. In the middle of all of that, as they go through this storm, and they thought they covered some things, that storm reveals that what they thought they covered, they didn't cover at all. That storm, in a sense, is snatching off the mask. For example, a person can think that they've covered their temper, their outburst and abusive statements because they haven't dealt with the storm of high intensity in two years. And then they're walking around speaking at conferences about how they mastered the art and technique of covering their temper by controlling it. They're sharing with the audience the effective three-part system to temper control. The first step, trust God. Step two, whenever you want to engage in an unhealthy outburst and statement, take one deep, long breath. Step three, whenever a conflict arises, think on the goodness of God and tell that person who tried to take you there, <laughs> God bless you. And I will not engage in this form of communication. It's best that I take the high road and walk away. And a bonus step, you can implement this when things get a little out of control. Tell that person who's trying to really just get on your last nerve, hey, this is a new year and this is the new me. To God be the glory. Now, you have somebody just really thinking they're an expert because in two years, they thought they covered their temper. 
They're walking around talking calm as if they're gliding on clouds and they are in control of how their day goes because they meditated for three minutes this morning that they would have a good day with no outburst and they will manifest that because for the last two years, they've had no bad days. Okay? And then one day, right after they meditate, they speak on clubhouse and they speak at a conference they sign their books they complete their podcast episode an intense storm sporadically burst into their life with no warning and that storm is big too and it hovers around them every day striking their life blowing their family members around like rag dolls the rain is beating them up And the pain of the storm is unbearable. That same person who gave that three-step plan of living temper-free, that storm has uncovered that temper. That same person who was doing those conferences and saying all that stuff real calm, that same person going around cursing people out. They going to the conference cursing people out now. They're jumping into outburst, telling people that they have time today. They're going to engage today. New Year, real me. No more talking calm. They're speaking real aggressive now, and they're very combative. They're going around telling everybody where they can go and how they can help them get there. And you know how that happened. Because a storm came and uncovered what a person thought they covered without Jesus. Storms uncover what people thought they covered up on their own. And the actions people display in the storm, when it's revealed that what they thought they covered is not covered up at all, their actions show that they haven't mastered what they thought they mastered. Because fear, uncertainty... All types of stuff is coming out. It's exposing them in the storm. And that happens. Our aim is to recognize that we can't cover up anything. We can't heal from anything without Jesus. And sometimes even the storm of silence will uncover that you really don't trust God. Because trusting God means trusting him when you can't sense him at all. You can't hear him. You can't feel him. You can't see him. You can't trace him. When you experience the silent storms in your life, what exactly is that uncovering? What is it? Only you and God know. And if you don't know, You might want to ask God to show you, but get ready because a storm just might come so you can see it. But let me just give you a backdrop of 1 Samuel, the 28th chapter, where somebody in scripture encountered this very thing. They thought that they had something covered, but the storm uncovered what was really on the inside of them. But in 1 Samuel, the 28th chapter, Samuel, the prophet, died okay 
King Saul is about to go into battle against his enemy. And when he saw what he was up against, he was afraid. He was scared. And he sought the Lord's advice. But God did not answer him. God did not give him a dream to tell him anything. God did not speak to Saul at all. And there was nobody around Saul giving him any direction because God was in control. Now Saul was desperate to hear from God because he was in a storm. But prior to all of this happening, where Saul couldn't hear from God, Saul thought he had everything covered. Because when Samuel was alive, Samuel was a man of God, and Samuel was around for a temporary time telling Saul what to do, what God said do, and trying to help him. So Saul is getting all this insight. He has God honoring people around him. He has advisors. So he thinks he's got it covered. I mean, his relationship with God in his mind is covered. His anointed position as king is covered. His lifestyle is covered. He told everybody who did not believe in God and anybody who did anything that was not pleasing to God, he had those people cut off. So if a person was a medium, if they practiced witchcraft, or if they were a spiritist, King Saul cut all that off because in his mind, he knew he was covered by God. His ways were covered. His steps were covered. He just knew all was well. Then a storm hit. The first storm that hits is, while he thinks he's covered, he does some things that he had no business doing outside of God's will for his life. And he had to endure a pretty intense consequence. But once again, Saul thought he was covered. Then he gets to the point where God stops communicating with Saul. But he still thinks he's covered. But then he starts to see, okay, uh, why I'm not receiving any dreams? God will not answer me in my dreams. I keep asking God questions. He's not answering me. I mean, God is silent. What's going on? Then he's trying to talk to advisors. Advisors around him can't tell him anything because God shut all that down. So he's trying to figure out, look, what's going on? I mean, I'm going through these storms. I don't hear you. You're not speaking to me. What's the problem? Once again, he still thinks he's covered in his mind. But then a massive storm hits. A massive one. And this storm that hit uncovered some things that he apparently wasn't over. This storm uncovered unrighteousness within himself. It got so bad. Remember I asked you earlier, who do you talk to when you don't hear God? Where do you turn when you don't hear God? When you're going through a storm? You think you're covered in trust? You think you're covered in faith? But when you don't hear anything from God, what does that uncover in your life? See, that's what was going on with Saul. He didn't hear anything. He thought he was covered. But when that storm hit, it uncovered his real relationship with God and how he was responsible the storms taking place in his life. The storm began to uncover who Saul really trusted. 
and whose opinion Saul really ran after. And it was not God's. It was man's opinion. Saul thought he was covered in his relationship with God. He thought he was so covered. He told all these people, hey, y'all need to get out the way if you don't believe in God. Because I only serve God. You know, I'm covered in God. But when that storm of silence hit, some things were uncovered. Saul went to a medium. He went to a spiritist. A person who one believes can communicate with the dead. You see how he was so desperate to communicate? And then he disguises himself for the sake of communication. You know some people who disguise themselves just to talk to somebody? That's what Saul did. He disguised himself because he had to communicate with somebody who was in a relationship with God because God would not talk to him. And then the spiritist tells King Saul, not knowing she was talking to the king, that the king has cut off this type of ungodly activity. And the spiritist says, you know, if I'm caught doing this, I could be killed and this could be a trap. Are you trying to get me killed? But Saul swore nothing would happen to the medium. Then the medium asks who the king wanted to call. And Saul says, Samuel, you know, the godly person who was once in his life that left a powerful impact. And if he could just get back to that person, he would be able to get back to a degree of normalcy. So Saul is disguising himself, using people to talk to or communicate with someone he rejected. The witch sees Samuel, confirms to Saul that she sees Samuel, and Samuel the prophet speaks to Saul. And Saul receives some bad news that you will read about. And it's found in 1 Samuel the 28th chapter. But just based off what I provided, one can see from this story of how a storm can uncover what one thinks is covered. Saul thought he had one area of his life covered. But when he made some decisions that were not pleasing to God, when that storm came, the storm uncovered the insecurities and the lack of confidence. The storm uncovered rejection and the consequences associated with it. The storm uncovered that he really wasn't in good communication with God whatsoever. It uncovered all of that. And for those who are living a God-honoring lifestyle or you're aiming to, in what areas can you pinpoint and can you target where you thought you covered up some things on your own, but every time a storm hits, something is uncovered? It could be your attitude. It could be your prayer life. It could be how you interact with people. It could be handling things from your past. It could be so many things. Similar to Job. He was a God-honoring individual. Storms hit, and a lot of things were uncovered. Similar to Job, we could be going through the same things. What if God uses that storm to uncover the areas in our life where we exhibit wrong thinking? God is uncovering doubt. 
shallow thinking. God is uncovering unforgiveness. No matter what's going on, it is our aim to cover everything or trust God to cover every area of our life. And as God covers us, then we know we are truly covered and what we're going through is covered. But when we think we are doing something on our own and we don't think we need God and we think we've mastered something in our life apart from God, sometimes a person can get that unexpected storm to come on in and swoosh in their life, revealing what is truly not covered. What you thought you were over, you might not be over once that storm comes in. What you thought you let go, you could still be holding on to. The storm can reveal that. What you thought you didn't care about, that storm will show you uh, you still do. Who you need to let go of, that storm will uncover why you won't let them go. What a person thought they covered in mastery that storm comes on in and uncovers that they are indeed inept. What are you running towards and who are you running towards during the storms of life and during the silent storms of life? Are you running to the things of God? Are you running to life or are you running to death? Are you running to man Or are you running to Jesus? Are you running to witches, rocks, threads, lucky charms, twin flame oils, soulmate mist, attraction herbs, rituals, revenge candles, beat them with a stick oil, only to find out that the storm is still intense and that the storm uncovered that none of that stuff works. The candles don't work. The herbs don't work. The oils don't work. All of that's gone. It's just you, the storm, and God because the storm just swallowed all that stuff up. It's all about running to the one who can uncover lies and cover you with life and truth. Storms have a way of uncovering areas in our life that we thought we mastered. Now, when the storms of life do come and they uncover things, we want to make sure that we remain covered in Christ. We must allow him to cover us in the process of healing, cover us in the process of his plan, and cover us in the way towards his path. So we can grow stronger in him every day. And the scripture I would like to leave you with is Matthew, the fifth chapter in the sixth verse, which states, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. I selected this scripture to encourage you to acknowledge what you really haven't covered and praise God for uncovering the areas of life that we all need to work on individually and collectively. Whatever you discover that you have not covered under the help and advisement and guidance of God, go ahead and seek God immediately and ask him for wisdom on how to get through. Let whatever you need to let go, go. Abandon it and expose it. 
because the storms will do that. But you want to make sure you're covered in Christ when those storms come. Whether you're in a storm or not, one's relationship with Jesus Christ ought to be so strong that when one hungers and thirsts for righteousness, they are filled, and that includes making the necessary changes where God is covering them in totality in every area and aspect of their life. So remain encouraged. Thanks for tuning in. Visit drkenitrobryant.com where you can sign up to receive your Aim Towards the Target weekly encouragement on the website. You can select from a variety of Bible plans you can complete individually or in a group setting. I also have inspiring apparel available. You can check out my Bible plans on the YouVersion Bible app. And feel free to connect with me on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. May God continue to protect, bless, strengthen, and cover you and all who belongs to you as you keep him first and aim towards your God-honoring targeted goals, whether you are in a storm or not. Don't forget his promise that those that love him, he is working all things together for their good. Okay? Peace and God bless.